0: Hey everybody, this is Nicholas from Linear Tube Audio. I'm here with Lou from Daedalus Audio. And before we get started, hey Lou, uh, before we get started, um, one of the things that I wanted to do with this series of chats with uh, friends like Lou is to highlight good people doing good things. And we'll get into how Lou is doing that in the uh, hi-fi world. Uh, But I've asked each of the people that I'm talking to To choose a charity that they want to highlight for people, and I'll include a link in the in the description below. And Lou has chosen uh, Doctors Without Borders. Uh, It's a charity that I have a lot of experience with. Actually, I have old family friends who are doctors that um, you know when they were younger, uh, they were a part of it, and and they do really great work. So um, you know, in this time especially, uh, you know, hit the link, uh, donate what you can if you can, and uh, everybody will appreciate that. So uh without further ado uh we'll dive right in so hey lou how you doing i'm doing well how you doing man fantastic i i like what i'm seeing over there from uh you know your, the, the view uh where are you well
1: we live in bellingham washington this is this is my wife's house here so she's beautiful place on the bay and we actually it's right on the behind me is the bay and i'm looking right over here right at the uh, salmon creek just off the uh deck you know and uh, we're, we're kind of fortunate there, but uh, I, lo- I love Washington. It's a beautiful, beautiful state.
0: Yeah, not too shabby.
1: Yeah, and the shop is, you know, I, I decided to you know, just visit with you from home here today and taking a day off, and, and the, uh, the shop is about 20 miles north of here, right up by the border with Canada. And, uh, Excellent. So, so sometime we'll have to do a little talk up there and a little tour of the shop maybe. Uh, the company started in 1992. So we're getting close to 30 years on this wow, congrats. Um, started out in the pro world mm-hmm. and, uh, basically came up with the uh, idea of building uh, speaker systems that were dedicated for acoustic instrument amplification. Um, bit of an oxymoron there, but you know, it's, it's sort of necessary in the performing world. And, um, I just uh, I didn't know what I was getting into and immediately went head to head with the big guys and made a niche for myself and um, you know that that just evolved and developed and to start building you know monitors and such and then those monitors were of a very high quality uh to where it was like you know this could easily segue into uh high-end home audio and so I worked, uh, you know, for several years developing it and then introduced the, the first of that in about, about 2002. And uh, so that, that was my entry into high-end home audio. But I'd already had an international presence in uh, building these, you know, these systems.
0: Let me ask you this. You're the second person I've talked to now that got their start, speak, second speaker manufacturer specifically that I've talked to, that has gotten their start in the pro audio world. Mm-hmm. Um, is that an easy, easier entry? You know, wh- wh- you, how did you get into that? And also why, you know, so you mentioned specifically um, for amplification or you know, speakers for acoustic instruments. Um, why that and how is that different from, you know, any other instrument?
1: Acoustic instruments, unlike an electric guitar, where the, the amplifier and the speaker for an electric guitar is actually creates the sound as part of the voice of the sound okay um with acoustic instruments you really are trying to capture the instrument you're not trying you don't want to change that sound okay uh, and for most of the pro speakers unless you went into big pa speakers they were all changing the sound because they were made for you know electric guitars was altering that sound. So this is not what you needed. So we needed to have something that could have a, do a wider range of, of frequencies, keep it fairly flat, neutral. The problem with the Pro World is you also it has to be very efficient, have high power handling, and be incredibly durable. So you can't just adapt it out of out of home audio. Uh, but that's also why it was an easy transition because you're just capturing you're faithfully get capturing what's going coming into it and reproducing that. And so it's an easy transition from that acoustic instrument speaker systems to a home audio system, because you're not trying to color anything. You're just amplifying that.
0: You know, I hadn't really thought about that, you know, the difference between, you know, amplifying like an electric guitar or a keyboard or something versus, um, you know, a, a guitar, a, an acoustic guitar or a violin. And, you've got the challenge the added challenge there of people know what an acoustic guitar sounds like right. they know what a natural you know piano sounds like or a violin sounds like and so you know you have we all have that mental reference and our brains are highly complex really good instruments uh and we know if it's you know, we've all heard those keyboards and, you know, you press a button and it says violin and you press the button, press the key and it says it doesn't sound anything like a violin. Your brain just knows it. Um, so that seems like it's an added challenge of the acoustic world. Well, very much because it, it's not
1: unlike um, a lot of other systems in the pro world and, and what people will often even say in the home world about being subjective. It's not really that subjective. You know, a grand piano Bam! we know what it sounds like and if it's recorded without any effect it should sound like a grand piano coming through the speakers it's very hard to do (laughs) very hard to do but it's not subjective you know and when you and when you know and this is what i remember the first part now you've spoken to another manufacturer who started in the pro world and it actually is a good transition point because You've, then you, you have a lot of experience working with real instruments in real situations. I was also a musician, all, you know, all my life, and I performed in my 20s. That's what I did for a living, you know, and I performed. I played on stage with many instruments, you know, and been, so you're in close proximity. You're not talking about listening to the speakers or amplified instruments. The actual raw instrument, you know it and then to reproduce that. So there's a real uh, connection there between doing that work in the pro world and then bringing that into home audio, building systems for home audio, because it isn't really that subjective. There are some points of speaker design or amplifier design or any of that that definitely are subjective, but capturing that basic tone of the instrument is not.
0: Sure, yeah. We, if you're a, a working musician like you are, or you are, you're spending hours and hours and hours hearing those instruments, hearing that, you know, your instrument and the other ones around you and paying, you know, the thing that I know about the musicians I know, they they pay very close attention to tone, right? You know, they're, they're chasing yeah. a tone, um, you know, whether it's the type of guitar, size of guitar, uh, the pick that they use, the strings, you know, just speaking mm-hmm. of guitarists, um, you know, they're, they're chasing tone. And so, you know, there's a lot of ear training that goes on. And, yeah, that's yeah. got to help when you're, um, you know, so voicing oh, yeah. or, or designing a speaker system.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, from day one with the home audio, my first uh, first priority was always tone. It's the tone right. And the second is the dynamics and the micro dynamics, you know. Uh, and the transients gain those, you know, that decay because that's part of the tone is how a note decays and how, and the attack of the note. Um, so, you know, things, things like imaging and, and such were like afterthoughts. And I found that if you get everything else, the tone, decay, dynamics, correct, the, uh, then the imaging and all that will fall into place.
0: Well, let's dive into the the speakers themselves. So, you know, we, we've got the inspiration, we've got, you know, you're a musician and a, and, and a woodworker because obviously you're, you know, they're beautiful pieces of furniture really, um, pieces of art, um, you know, so you've got multiple different sizes. They all seem, correct me if I'm wrong, but they all use um, sim- at least similar, if not the same drivers um, in, yep. you know, and so, you know, that's obviously, um, it adds some consistency to what you do, but, um, Tell me a little bit about the different models, you know, where they fit in for people um, you know, as far as you know, Sonics or you know, whatever, um, and then we can dive a little bit deeper into you know, a couple of the models. Okay.
1: Well, uh, first off, yes, there is a, um, a commonality with all the different models, and that's because you know, my approach is, is from day one with this company was approaching it as a craftsman everything we do i do the best possible you know um off it's not that's not the most business sense way of doing it um <laughs> you, know, uh, you know the marketing department would or, or the accounting department would say no 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 no. we have to look at how it's going to sell what the margins are it's like i'm me it's looking at, i want to build a product they'll do perform this way do the best possible and now I'll see how what we have to do to be able to produce it and sell it. Uh so that means that all the speakers have the same, basically the same drivers, the same level of quality throughout. You know, so the different models, I don't really have an entry level per se. You know, so so many, so many lines will have an entry level where it's like, okay, here's this quality level, and then you spend a little more and you get a better quality level, and then a better quality level. Um And really, we keep the same quality level throughout, you know. I mean, some are bigger, so of course it's a bigger impact. But it's that same quality level is there. One of my design goals was, um, and and the niche that I saw, shall we say, was to have speakers that um, are aesthetically pleasing, you know, for the general public, shall we say. I mean, there are a lot of people that feel that things that look like they came off the Star, Star Trek set are aesthetically pleasing, but they, it's not the general public, no. And so that would fit into a house, a house like this, say, you know, a big timber frame or something like that, or even a, uh, you know, a, a, a house like yours that will look appropriate, look good, that, that, uh, that your spouse who's not into audio will go like, I like those. <laughs> you know? Exactly. I, I, you know, so I felt like that was actually an intentional design goal for me. Uh, the hardwood initially, is there are a lot of sonic reasons for using hardwood, uh, very good reasons. Um, but there's also the, uh, the beauty of the speakers, you know, and they have a, a really a lasting lifetime beauty to them.
0: Uh, we were talking about the whole idea of, of antiques, right, and what makes something valuable. And, you know, you you could have a pen, you know, here's a pen. It's a cheap little pen. It would probably worth 95 cents, if that. But if, you know, Woodrow Wilson used this to sign something way back when, this pen is all of a sudden worth $500 or maybe more. And so, you know, story and there there's many things that go into the value of something for someone, um, not only your know, personal value, but monetary value. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, the... The things like you know that that's part of the the what you get into when you get into high end audio, I think, and these handmade things that come from someone that you know, hey, I can have your speakers in my my uh, home, and it's not just yeah, I bought them at you know some big box store and they arrived on a truck it's I worked with Lou and Lou is this great guy. He's got this small business in Washington state, you know, he's doing good things, um, you know, and he worked with me to choose the wood. You know, people come to me, it's usually about the sound. Sometimes
1: people will come to me uh, because of the look of the cabinets, you know, but it's usually about the sound first. And then as we, you know, start discussing it, We get more and more involved into the actual uh the wood the cabinetry and that and it's 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 a very different experience because you know we we don't we don't build these beforehand every every pair is built to order and so each you know each time of i'll i will spend a lot of time on the phone uh, or in person with a customer and discuss you know what what they want what kind of wood they want and then we talk about what kind of grain, coloration, you know, figure. And I'll, I personally handpick all the pieces so that when you get that speaker, that was not just like, wow, I had this, you know, made for me. It was like, no, this was actually picked. The woods were matched. Everything was matched for what you want. It's like having a, a high-end custom musical instrument made for you. It's the same process that goes through and believe me, I've had many instruments made, it's the same process. And it's, it's uh, that makes it very different. I mean, there, you know, there aren't, aren't that many, you know, manufacturers in audio that, you know, you have that kind of an experience, but then people that have it, you know, they have, and most of my customers view these as lifetime speakers. You know, it's not something they're gonna buy and play around with and sell in six months. and. And they can, they can look at it and say like this, there's a connection to the actual owner in there, you know? So I, and it, that, that, I think that adds, a, it adds a lot of value to it. You know, it takes, it takes us, uh, anywhere from two weeks, usually three weeks to a month just to do the finish on these cabinets. And it's, it's a very involved old world style, you know, hand rub, you know, something seven coats. Um, there's no plastics, no polyurethanes, no lacquers. You know, this is an old world oil varnish finish. And it just has a depth to it that you can't get. And it's easy to repair. I've had speakers that were, you know, like 10 years old, have been beat up, dropped, kicked, come back, and they end up leaving the shop looking better than when they were brand new, you know. And they do develop more beauty with time, whereas you know a lacquered or you know speaker veneer, it's like you know you get a ding or a chip in it. And it's like bam, you know. So it's it's all downhill with those, right. <laughs> you know, in terms of longevity. You have to be very careful. These these have a, a real beauty to them that develops more and more with the years.
0: So let's yeah. switch let's switch gears uh for a minute and because you like we are factory direct right you know as, it wouldn't work any other way with you because you're you know so consultative like you just talked about so you sort of you know by design you have to be um so how do how do customers find you and you know are people you know they're not auditioning them. You know, you're, you're, like you said, you're way up in the, you know, uh, upper Pacific Northwest. You know, you're not, in the you middle know, of nowhere. yeah, you're in the middle of nowhere. Uh, you know, how do people, how are people hearing these before they're, they buy them or are they? And, um, like I said, how are people finding you? How does that all work? I've been in this for a long time now. Uh, so there's,
1: there's a pretty extensive word of mouth network, uh, people that are, curious about me can go online and start digging around and they'll find a wealth of information. Um, and um, I would say, you know, I mean, people will hear them at friends. They'll hear them at shows. Uh, I have people that will come here to audition. I've got, I, I mean, people will it's until COVID it wasn't that hard to hop on a plane and fly here. And it is, you know, a beautiful vacation area. So, you know, I've had people, uh, you know, uh, was it last, last summer a, a client came up from New Orleans. He just flew up just to do the audition and turn it into a vacation. I've had people do that on a regular basis. Uh, but I'd say about maybe as much as 40% of my clientele have never heard my speakers until they get them delivered to their door. Really? Yeah. And uh, I'm very proud of that, you know, because it's, uh, and it's just based on my reputation and and reading about what the speakers do talking with me i mean i really spend a lot of time with each client is this the right speaker for you if, if i don't think it's the right speaker i'll tell you you know you, you know this is this isn't gonna work for you, you want to look at maybe look at this company or that you know um but uh you know it's, it's got a very good track record with that and uh, i'm very proud of that aspect with the marketing you know and uh you know but and, and the shows. The shows are really helpful um because right. i'll often get someone who'll call up and say you know i heard your speakers at rocky mountain five years ago and i just you know couldn't get them on my mind i'm ready to pull the trigger let's talk uh and uh so that's 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 a great way for people to hear hear audio and the audio shows is not just about the gear either uh you know these the consumer audio shows that we have in the United States are are wonderful because you get to meet the maker. Actually, you know, face to face. You know. And that uh I I I can't tell you how many times I've had people say how important that is to them, you know, and how much they get just from that. Uh and, you know, I mean, you know. To be able to do that is really very valuable. So I think the shows are going to continue. Um, not this year. Hopefully next year. But it, it it's it's uh, it, it's it's part of the landscape here.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think it's extremely important for people to. You know, th- that that advantage of the show to to meet the the maker, like you said, is extremely important. Um, you know, if I would be lying to, if I said that the you know, part of my motivation for doing these interviews wasn't to be able to offer that to people during this time, right? right? You know, to be able to you know reach out to the people like you that I know in the industry that aren't at shows uh, aren't going to be for the you know at least the next handful of months and. Allow them to connect with people on a different level, mm-hmm. and you know I know when I talk to people on the phone that's that's one level right that's better than email um you know by a long shot you know when I can actually really dive in and respond to them, and I can hear the tone of their voice, um, but actually meeting the people um hearing about their inspirations, and you know starting a real i mean i'm going to say it relationship with these people uh, okay. before you you buy because like you said you know you're talking to these people multiple times on the phone um and it's an extremely valuable experience what's kept me in this business all these years
1: and and has inspired me has been have been those relationships and what that's built is community and it's there's there's a this the audio community is really is really pretty cool and it's it's not it's it's among the manufacturers you know there's there's a community there and it extends into the people the audiophile network the people that just love music and there's this whole community
0: there's a more of a sense of community in this industry than any of the other industries and i've been in a few uh and you know, I've thought about why that is. And, and, you know, you mentioned, you know, it's, there's, it's, it's around music, right? So of course we're buying products and we're there to, you know, we're making products and people buying the products, but there's an emotional connection to the music. We're all there for, for the music. And I think that sort of increases that level of community in this industry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's it. There, there is, uh, it is that emotional connection, that love of music, you know, it's 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 something that transcends our our personal you know goals, our personal ego goals that transcends money. It's not like you know, it's not like none of these things are not important, they're all part of it, but the underlying thread is this this love of music, and that 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 love of music is emotionally based. And so you get a lot of people that all love music, there is an emotional connection, it's a community. And uh, I think it's very important uh, for us to honor that. And I think we need to because this, the COVID is putting such a stress on, on this community in so many ways. Um, I mean, it's just artists, uh, I can't imagine you know, what they're going through because you know, artists nowadays, they don't make any money off the recordings per se. You know, yeah I, what is it like 0. Not,
0: 0. 0. 0.007 cents big. per stream or something
1: yeah I, you know and i'm not talking about your taylor Swifts or they. but i'm right, talking about right. you know you're, you're you're and not even the indie bands but people even, even mid-level they're pretty big but you know what you know they make their money selling merchandise cds etc at shows you know and they perform they make money at the shows from the venue itself but then the, the merchandise is huge if they're not performing if they're not they're not making any money. How do they survive? then this is a, this is a source of our music. You know, so this is a tough time. And then for the manufacturers, I mean, there are so many of of them building this incredible gear. Um, it's and most of these guys have very small margins. You know, they're really nobody's getting rich over this. You know? Right. And and you know they're 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 just they're just gonna get hit really hard here i mean if this goes on for very long and the economic it's tough and we can't you know and the shows the shows i mean the show promoters the guys that were making a living off of this they're they're just they're just uh they're just decimated fortunately most of the show promoters it's like a part-time thing or retirement thing or whatever you know they're not so they're they're able to weather it, survive, and be fair to all the people involved. Uh, but the uh, it, it, the whole industry, this whole community is being hit very hard uh, by COVID. And I think we all have to be very supportive because we could come out of the other end of this with uh, so many artists just saying, I'm done. You know, so many manufacturers of really great gear saying, I'm done, you know and it's just we really need to be supportive everybody in the community and and understand how tough it is
0: i think i can't think of a better uh way to end or thing to end on which is you know not the message of you know it's hard and and there might be some hard times here but the message of support the community right you know support your musicians support your uh manufacturers you know support your local record shops um you know and you know Look them up on, you know, PayPal now. Everybody's doing streams, you know, do what you can to support these people so that, you know, they know they're there. It keeps everybody's mental health up. Uh, And then once we come out the other side, you know, they can come out the other side. So, you know, support, like you said, it's the source material. Without music, you'd have nothing to play on those speakers. So, um, yeah, support the communities that, you know, know, give us what we love. Uh, I think that's a great way to end. Yeah, great. All right.
1: Thanks, Lou. Well, thank you so much, Nicholas. It's been a pleasure as always.